was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And on this episode, we it's very special. We have a kid f- from Philly who is now a man who's a multimillionaire, retired his wife, retired his mom, killer in the event space, killer marketer. Moose, who are we speaking about? Man, first time on the show, we have the one and only, y'all, Neo Davis. What up, what up, what up? You hear him in the background. Hold on, hold on. You hear him in the background. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you know, before we get into this episode, this Episode is sponsored by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one streaming platform that allows you to not only stream on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you name it, they could do it, but they could also do video isolation, audio isolation, transitions, text, everything that you see and hear from Nikki and Moose is done on Ecamm Live. So if you want your 14-day trial, Go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecam. That's E-C-A-M-M. Now let's get into our guests. What's up, Neil? What up, what up, what up? Appreciate y'all having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm amongst some goats today, you know? It's always good when you're in the habitat with some <laughs> with some killers, you know? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Look, let's, let's start it off right. We we need to know the story. We heard it, Philly. You know where where crime rate is like sixty yeah. percent up from robberies, five hundred homicides, over five hundred right. uh, homicides alone last year, and yep. now you are who you are now. How 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 did we get here? And so that's that that's the long story. So I'm gonna give you, I guess, the condensed version. So um born and raised West Philadelphia, uh, raised by my mom and my grandma. So um I guess single mother, but my mom had some help, thank God for my grandma. And um, you know, drug infested neighborhood. I really thought I would become a drug dealer. My dad been in jail since I was two for committing murder. Um my dad was selling drugs, gang banging, like that was his thing. So I almost really think that my dad had to go to jail so I didn't have to. I, I, when I really start to reflect, because you know you know the power of environment. You normally mm-hmm. become like the thing that you see the most. So me going to this particular school, um, I mean, me 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 being raised by my mom and grandma, I'm raised in a drug-infested neighborhood for a huge part of my life. So that's what I thought I would become from me watching people do this all day long. But my mom had a slightly different plan. She was like, yo, I need to give my son the best life I can with the money I have. And, you know, how we generally do that is something called education. We all know we're all growing our businesses because we're constantly educating ourselves and getting educated. So she sent me to a school where I got to be the minority, right? 50 mm. African-Americans out of a thousand people in the school. 
right? And my favorite quote by Oliver Wendell Holmes is, once your mind is expanded to a new concept or idea, it's hard to go back to his original way of thinking. Day one of going to that school, I envisioned a new life. I started to see all of these kids driving brand new cars to school. Mind you, we take an hour commute there every day. I had to get on a bus, I had to get on a train, like walk up a hill. But every day I would see this. I'm talking about lacrosse fields. And for me, coming where I come from, I'm like, wait, this is a whole new world. Right. I was spending that at my homies' houses. You know, they had pool houses. Like, it was just a different situation. So I went there, ended up getting kicked out of that particular school. Um, that's when I learned about mentorship. When I went to a 12th grade, I'm like, man, you got to get a guy, right? And I found this young lady who helped me. Then I went to college. Uh, mind you, up until this point, I had nine jobs. Got fired from every single one of them jobs. And my, yeah, my final job, which was my favorite, this is like really my my turning point for me. Um, once your mind is expanded to a new concept or idea, it's hard to go back to his original way of thinking. As I stated, I was working at the private airport, seeing millionaires and billionaires every single day, and I believed in my mind I can com- become that because I now saw it. Like prior to working there, I didn't know private jets exist. I didn't know that was a thing. I would see millionaires and billionaires every day. I've been on Trump plane. T.D. Jake's playing, all the owner of the Cowboys playing, all these different people. But that made me believe it was possible. Someone told me the other day, just last night, exposure equals expansion. Hmm. So when I saw that, I started to believe I could do that. So fast forward, I got fired from that job. And at that moment, I said, Neo, I got to stop blaming everybody else for my what's going on in my life. And I made up my mind, that was 15 years ago, that entrepreneurship must work. Started a fruit truck. Started cleaning, started junk removing. I just kept starting businesses and I have yet to stop 15 years later. So that's just like a quick nutshell story. But I just tell people all the time, like, like you got to make up in your mind this thing must work. It ain't going to work if you're depending on somebody else. I mean, you can work a job and depend on that, but you got to set up in your mind, I must make this thing work. And that's what I decided to do. And I literally have not looked back since. So that's, so so, that's powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. I I love one of the one of my favorite things I heard. I was telling Nikki, I was I was uh, working out to Neo this morning. I'm like, yo, as we I get ready for this that. interview, I'm gonna take in a lot that. of your stuff. And and one of the things I heard you say, which I really like, was mindset is more important than skill set. You know, talk, talk about the importance of that, especially with you making the decision to go from Philly to where you yeah. are now in Atlanta. What what went into that decision? Yeah. So mindset, like a mindset is everything. It's unfortunate that when we talk about mindset to our people, oftentimes it's looked at as fluff, right? It's like, you know, get get to the gyms. Tell me how to how to do this. It's irrelevant if I tell you how to go do this if you're scared scared to do it. Like y'all teach people about content and all of that. Nikki, like, yo, just put out the content. You so focused on the likes, you so focused on if people are going to share it, if they're going, you end up doing nothing. That's that's not a skill set problem. It's a mindset problem. You got to believe this thing is going to work. And you also got to understand it's going to take time. What made me make the move to Atlanta, um, I was doing well in Philly. I was in my apartment, like secretly just making money, just grinding, like doing my thing, right? And I said, yo, it's time. I couldn't call 30 people and just go hang out with them that day. I probably could call two to five people in Philly. We go kick it and go do something. Uh, I could call Runway. I could call uh, I could call Bill Hauser. I could call a couple of the people I helped. But I couldn't call a bunch of people and we just go vibe out. And I realized for me, that is crucial to my success. Like I need to be, we said earlier, exposure equals expansion. So I moved to Atlanta and like, yo, I just, I want to try a new thing. 
And it put me around 50 people like me instantly. So I increased my income by doing nothing else other than moving. Why? Because once you're around a bunch of people or thinking at a higher level, once you're around, your environment is going to, you normally become a product of your environment. Luckily for me, I didn't go to jail. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't get in mad trouble, you know, in the law system because I was so focused once I made a decision that this thing must work. I didn't take my foot off the gas since. So, but coming here really just changed a lot. It just really intensified my grind, just made me go harder because I'm around a bunch of people going hard. So you're in Atlanta now, but that doesn't mean you don't got some event spaces back in Philly. Oh. You doesn't mean oh. you're not making money back oh, at yeah. home, right? Back. So back. so let's talk about that. Like what got you into the whole event space situation? Um, and, and kind of where you at right now with it, because like yeah. me and you have conversations now, you you're talking heavy about certain things and I'm, and I'm just like, okay, he, he has something here. He, does he has it in other cities? What are we talking yeah. about? Talk about yeah. the vet space. So, so I, I essentially got an event space world cause I was in real estate earlier on and I kept getting burnt by my tenants. I didn't have a mentor at the time, right? Doug Depp introduced me to real estate, but he wasn't the guy that was coaching me and mentoring me at the time. I had nobody. So I kept getting burnt by these tenants. And I'm like, yo, this can't be the way. So I had a brand in Philly, ironically enough, like, you know, 2022, 500 homicides. We had about 365 or 400 years ago when I started a brand called Peace in Philly. The Peace in Philly brand took off, meaning I was hustling so many shirts out of the back of the wheel, shipping them like I was doing my thing. And fast forward, like I started getting burnt out. One of my buddies introduced me this concept of vending where you come set up, sell shirts at different locations. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. Went there, made like $1,000. I'm like, wait, you tell me I don't got to go do all this driving I was doing, meet this person, meet this person, meet this person, made like a grand. I said, okay, that makes sense for me. So then I stepped, start doing it over and over and over again. And somebody said, yo, you ever thought about having your own event? So I'm like, no, I never did, but it sounded like a good idea. I'm the guy, uh, Nikki Moose, I'm the try me guy. Like if I hear every business I have or everything I do is because someone suggested I should give it a shot. And mm -hmm. I literally go listen because what's the worst thing that can happen? I know what happens if I don't do it. Nothing will happen. So I ended up trying it. It worked. Then I did it again, again, and again, and again. And then someone said, yo, you should look in and open up your own space. Mind you, I helped my mentor grow his space, get all these bookings, grow his social media. I'm like, wait, I could do this on my own. Fast forward, I went and got my own space. Then I got another space. And now we literally run these spaces from Philly. Uh, and I haven't been to my spaces, but like seven times in the last two years, really since I moved here, because I don't go back home as often. And that's been it. And now we're looking at probably going to get, I was, wasn't going to do it, but we're probably going to grab a couple spaces here. Um, just cause, but that makes sense. that's pretty much what made, made me do it. Um, and I love just that business. Like you got to really think for me, my last job, I made, uh, $1,500 a month after tax, after taxes. And what, mo what most people don't calculate in your, your revenue is what it takes to get to work and come home from work. So I was making 40 hours. I was working 40 hours a week, an hour going to work, hour coming home, an hour preparing 55 hours a week, 220 hours a month. I made $1,500 an hour. We start booking events for $700 a pop for a six-hour event. So when that cash hit my hands, 
for the first time. And I'm like, yo, wait, you tell me I could do two events a month and replace my entire job income? Mm. It was over. That's when I learned about the power of leverage and making your money work for you so you don't have to work for it. And that changed the game. And that's been what we've been on. I probably helped 500 people around the world do this exact same thing. Um, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. One of the, one of the, the things that I've seen you really master and, and take light to is this concept of marketing, right? I see yeah. just the marketing has exploded, which I imagine also really helped to almost fuel the event spaces and almost everything that you ever did, whether consciously or unconsciously. But, but talk about the importance of marketing and really maybe even give us a little blueprint about the difference between what is marketing and what is branding the way you see it through your lens. Yeah, so um, marketing is everything. So for me, I had to get good at marketing. Like most of my counterparts, they were good at running Facebook ads. So a lot of times, a lot of people I know in the industry, whether whatever industry you're in, is they they got good at running cold traffic, which means being able to pay money. I didn't have a bunch of money to acquire customers. So because I didn't have a bunch of money regarding marketing, I had to figure out other ways to be seen, get visible, right? And whether I learned several of these ways on my own, I learned a lot of these ways from others. It's just when somebody give me something, I go exhausted. Like a lot of people don't exhaust. Like I literally humanly exhaust things until I, I'm trying to beat it into the ground, the, the, the thing that I'm told or the thing that I discover, right? Um, because... If you find something that works, the biggest issue we have is we stop doing the thing that works. When you find something that works, do more of it. My mentor says this. He said, don't get bored with it. Get paid with it. Right? Mm. So every time I find something that works, I just exhausted. So what made me get good at marketing because I didn't know how to do it the paid traffic way. So I had to literally go discover so many different ways to make money. Right? And then when I found ways that work, I just kept going. Uh, and the difference, I guess you said, between branding and marketing is I haven't been great at branding myself, meaning I don't, I don't want to say like I'm a master at branding. I just I just keep mark like I'm, you're going to know me as the event space person, right? You're going to know me as teaching people about digital marketing because I just keep putting it out there. I'm like, I'm standing in front of your face. Like when you today I opened up my phone, I seen Wallow. I've been seeing Wallow for the last however many years on my phone every time I open it up. That's 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 just that's marketing brand awareness. I feel like they're almost like a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. But you got to keep putting you got to put content out there for for that to exist. I look at it like out of sight out of mind. If you the McDonald's don't McDonald's and these big companies, they're making a lot of money, but you still see them doing commercials. It's not only right. to get new customers, it's really to stay on the customer's mind. So I look at myself like that. I want to just stay on your mind. Whether you're buying something from me, whether you're supporting me, I want you to know when it's time to do so, who is the guy that can help you? The guy can help you get event spaces. The guy can help you run up a digital bag. I want to just continue to stay on people's minds. So I feel like the branding and the uh, marketing is almost a marriage. So, Moose, you, you triggered... Masterclass vibes. So hold on. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. <laughs> Masterclass vibes. All right. So uh, you have done an amazing job growing your personal brand and and monetizing it. Right. So my first question from this masterclass situation is 
what was in a year? How many followers that you got, like the most, when you look at how you grew yeah. your Instagram and things like that, what was the most that you grew within a year and how? So that's a good question. So it's funny. So David was like, I'm telling you, when I get a hold of something, I just burn it. I'm telling you, I, me and David was at the same followers, right? Like, I don't know where we was at, maybe 57,000 on social, on Instagram, and he was maybe at 60. And I just went down this rabbit hole on just getting visible. So what I did at the time was I was running memes, right? And I was running shout out pages. And for those who don't know, these things are still extremely effective, which are memes and shout out pages where I control the narrative that I want the world to know about me. Meet entrepreneur who retired his mother and his wife, right? Uh, meet entrepreneur who uh, bought his dream car. Like it's just where literally is the image of me and this copy above, and I take that same image of me and copy above and put it on pages. Like at the time, I paid Shade Room like $1,500, right? They threw this image up, went viral. I got 70,000 followers in a day. Like mm -hmm. you're talking about, boom, overnight. So guess what? I found that that work, I kept doing it. So probably in one year, we probably grew about a quarter million followers just doing concepts and strategies around, around that. Right. And that's, again, that's years ago. It's not as effective, but it still works today. Because um, I just put up a post the other day similar when I bought my wife her truck and we put that on a page. That thing went crazy, went viral, and we grew maybe five or 10,000 followers between. Like last month, we probably grew about 20, 30,000 followers because that's when I really started getting back in the shout out pages and I took off from them, doing them, doing them for over a year. So again, that's finding pages that you can pay, right? And once you find these pages that you can pay, they're going to now blast you with your narrative, with your copy, with your story. And you're going to grow your audience. You're going to get customers. You're going to get emails and numbers. And it's just going to keep being like a growth. So essentially for me, another way that we were able to do this is we were running a webinar every week where somebody, you guys go to eventspacemasterclass.com, you'll see like the whole setup and hack it. But what we do is we run a webinar every single week. And what happens was we're running on these shout out pages. So it's three things we're doing when we're running. So we're paying these pages for us to run, of course. But when you come to my page, you're now following me. You're now going to my bio, you're opting in. So you give me your name, your number, your email. So it almost becomes a self-liquidating offer where, and then at the end, if you like what we're talking about, you buy the product. And even prior to it, you're able to buy like a book when you're on this prior to the webinar. So essentially, like whatever I'm paying the page, I'm recouping it before the webinar even starts because of the $27 book that I'm selling on the front end. So I'm literally growing my following essentially for free. So I just put all my money into doing this. Not all my money, but a portion of what we were making just back into marketing. And that's what a lot of us don't understand. Like you need to be putting so much money into marketing and invisibility and the branding and the showing up to events so you can become synonymous with that image. When I think about content creator, Nikki face just popped right in my head, like, boom. Like, when I think about just <laughs> why, but she's put herself out there every day. Like, she is the news for Instagram. Like, if I need to know something about Instagram, I'm going to go to her before I go to the Instagram page, right? So you got to become that in your industry, right? And that means spending some money, going to events, Paying for visibility, what it mean? Getting a publicist. I don't know what it means, but take everything you have extra, fork it back in your brand because I tell people this all the time. It will not be easier to get your brand out there next year. 
or the year after, or the year after. Although we got social media, although AI, all these different things, but the cost to acquiring customers are are rapidly increasing. So you need to be doing everything in your now to acquire customers and get brand visibility. Why it's cheaper for you to do so? Hmm. Man, that's so good. That's so good. So so check this out. Right, one time I created uh, like I, I made a post about books that I recommend entrepreneurs should listen to. And one of the books I recommended, I just did like a short line. It was in the middle of the video. I said, humble people struggle to market themselves in business. So I suggest Purple Cow. Mm. I can't tell you how many people responded to, man, that's me. Like, I'm a humble person and I struggle with that. So going, going off of what you just said, right? What do you say to the person? And this might be some selfish, you know what I'm saying? A little mentorship right here. It is what it is. But what do you say to the person, man, who's like, nah, but I'm humble. I can't be out here like, you know, flexing my stuff on social and showing people yeah. what I got and what I'm eating. What, what do you say to that mentality, really? You know what? I took that mentality for a year. I took off, honestly, I took off from, I took off and I'll give you two answers. One, you just can't care. Like your grind got to be annoying. Like this is the mm. year where they prepare to be sick of me. Like you can't care what they're going to say. They're going to, people always got something to say. So I'm going, since you got something to say, I'm going to just keep showing up every single day. So the first concept is that you got to just go put that work in regardless. Who cares what they say? Second thing is, it's not a flex if it's your lifestyle. You're not flexing, right? Now, if you're in the hood, you're trying to, like I saw this interview at Waka, like you're going in the hood, flexing your car, like, yo, and just kicking it, hanging around a bunch of people that may just don't have it. And you just flexing on them, that's a different story. Like, yeah, I got a Rolls Royce. Meaning Walker said, I got a Rolls Royce hanging out in the hood with people who just don't have it, that's trying to figure out their next way they're going to eat. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. But if you're on social media and this whole big platform, you need to be sharing your stuff. And I'm going to be honest, I took off from showing the lifestyle. For two years, I didn't show lifestyle. I stopped show, for a year and a half or so. I stopped showing cars. Like, I don't show no where we live, where we be going. Like, Slowly, we do some stories, but but I realized that you are inspiring people into action when they get to see that. People are looking at me like, oh, you got a couple Lamborghinis or something. And, and I feel vague saying that, honestly, but that inspires somebody to be like, wow. So now I, I put that back in my marketing, put my mm -hmm. hand on my steering wheel, driving, putting the music on, telling them to comment or DM me something because it's inspiring to somebody. So I need to put use everything in, in my ammunition that's going to allow me to acquire customers and get more awareness at a lower rate. And you're able to do that with entertainment. You're able to do that with uh, different things. So I'm telling you, you need to humble or not, whoever, you need to go put all your stuff out there. Show everything you can. I used to tell people, people like to do business with people who they know, they like, and they trust. If they hating on you, they wasn't going to do business with you anyway. Right. But one of the things that I do and like I don't watch TV very rarely. My TV is going to go look at Instagram stories. I sat in the bed last night. I'm like, oh, let me go check my man showing Instagram stories. He just got married. I like looking at his story. I go look at specific people's stories and I just binge watch stories. I like looking at and a lot of them stories. I'm buying the things that they're recommending or or that they're doing. I'm going to these restaurants that they're saying. So if you're not doing that, you are missing out on customers who want to buy things from you, who want to listen to your recommended books and, and, and all of those things, right? So I just think it's imperative to just not care in 2023, like putting, like my goal, I'm, I'm want to be selfish this year. I, like when I say selfish, like I want to be one of the people 
that they say I was responsible for them growing. I want to be the guy who I, they say I was responsible for them helping make more money than they ever made. I want to be responsible for helping them discover uh, how to make money online. I want to be responsible for helping them make money with events. So I, my goal is to put out so much content. I told Nikki we're getting an office here. It's not mm-hmm. for me. It's so I could put out so much content and we got a team pumping around the clock to just deliver value to the world. Because when you give people enough value, you are never going to have to worry about eating. If you give people enough of what they want, you're going to get enough of what you want. So good. Man. So annoy people with your grind. I like facts. that. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Look, so another another masterclass kind of talk. Uh if if y'all don't know, Neo is like the king of automation. Okay. So uh when you're hearing people saying, yo, I make six figures online, and it, there's a whole way of going about it, right? Like he could say, yo, type a word. And it sends you a DM that sends you a text that sends you an email that pops on your screen and says, hello, it's the craziest thing. Right. So actually, I want you to kind of break down the the good and the bad about automation, like kind of talk about your structure of how you go about it and maybe some tools and resources. But the good and the bad about it, because I remember we had a conversation where you were like, yo. I, I did this one bot and it just killed my engagement one time. Yep. Now we're yep. we're back, but there yep. there's some bad to it too. Absolutely. So I actually will start with the bad. So <clears throat> I put this bot on my page and we say a bot, really much a tool that can really respond for you, that could do a bunch of things for you. But I did it at an earlier time, like when it wasn't really adopted by Instagram, like where they really agree with it. And I remember Nikki used to, go live from her phone or a computer. And at the time you were going live, I believe you told me you stopped because Instagram really didn't want you doing that. Right. So when you do something like that, you're basically going against some guidelines and you can expect to be penalized for, and I don't know if I'm saying that word right, penalized, penalty. Yeah, you said it right. All right, cool. You can expect to get in trouble for doing so. It's like when you do a crime, you got to, it's a possibility you're going to have to do some time. So for me, I had this bot running, but one day it just went crazy. I put up a post and it just took, it was like thousands of emails and DMs and they probably looked at me as spam and I want to say they just shadow banned my account. So what that mean was now less people are seeing, still less people see my stuff. My engagement is down, crazy down based on my audience. I've never bought a follower or nothing like that. So based on my audience, my engagement is not the greatest. So that's why I'm, Nikki's a sniper. I'm I'm Nikki's a sniper with content. No, I'm just throwing everything out there because I'm hoping one of these things take off. So with automation, the bad thing is don't use it if it's not really accepted by the platform. So I would do some research, read the uh FAQs, read um like just what is the platform offering? Are they do they frown upon this or are they in agreement with it? And normally Instagram's so big, but other companies, you could send an email to support and ask them. You could find out, hey, or or get an account rep, the CEO, do you guys agree with this? So that was kind of the bad on automation. The good on automation is just, y'all, the time. Like, you got to really think about this concept. So I can tell somebody, yo, DM me the word um, ready 
to learn this. And this is real. Since we're on live, if you're on Instagram, DM me the word SOP, right? And I'll give you guys an example, right? DM it, comment it, however you want to do it, right? Instagram, Neil DeViso, right? And the, the, the number one thing is this. When you are creating a op, like you want to make whatever that reason you have them DMing you irresistible. Every day I'm getting 10 to 20 blue checks in my DM, them DMing, DMing me influencers who would never message me because they want this thing. I tell you, yo, I'm going to show you what to post, when to post, uh, how to post so you don't have to post. I'm going to tell you all of those things. So people are like, wait, I can automate like my social media? And now that you're saying I'm going I'm to add the tools actually also to automate this stuff. But more of the story is... Now I'm getting people to opt in, give me their phone number, give me their email. Why? Because of I'm giving them something, a, a, a great resource that they want. So now when they opt in, you got to think about it. I'm getting their number. So, hey, thanks for opting in. Let me get your phone number. They're giving me their number, their real number, because they're like, yo, this is how they're going to send me the product. After they opt in, they now, guess what? They get the product. That number now gets zapped over to, we use Mobile Monkey. You guys could look in the Mobile Monkey. I, I, I wish I, I have no affiliate. I need an affiliate for this. They but, have one. Yeah, I got to get it set up. Go over to Mobile Monkey. Boom. Then once it go to Mobile Monkey, it now go to our Mobile Text Alerts account. If I want, I can make this send you a direct message, send you a text to your phone as well. We didn't add that part yet. But now I got your name, I got your number, I got your email, all off of this one thing. So you got to really think if you're acquiring customers on Facebook and Instagram, for me to do that, you got to really th- do the math. Like to acquire a webinar customer or something, it's anywhere from 10 to $20 per lead. Every day I'm acquiring 100 to 500 leads per day, leveraging this automation. And then I don't have no one respond. I have not a human inside doing it. I have a bot just constantly running because if it, it, it takes somebody it will take you eight hours to go respond to a hundred to, to to hundreds of DMs, like a real yep. person in there. Now this can be a VA, so you're literally removing human error. You're removing removing somebody missing responding to people, and guess what? It's like a three four message system. So you got to wait for them to respond back. Then you got to do it. It's just it will become a full time job for two three people. Now you. It depends on how frequent your Instagram is. Like you may lose some of your personal conversations, but you're able to segment. So I got my priority box and I put everybody else in that middle box, right? Where we're just getting to know each other. So that are some benefits to the automation is just that, yo, when somebody comment on my live, I'm able to message. And we went live the other day, right? And I probably got 500 people that comment the word class. And the cool thing about some of those people is, a huge amount of them probably didn't know me. Some of them came from Marcus. Some of them came from Nikki. Some of them came from Rosina. But we are given so much value. They're like, yo, let me go in and see what else they got. I'm going to give you guys a class for free. Now, the only one of the downsides of this is we do have appointment setters and people who work in our direct messages. So they got to do a little bit more filtering through because of all these extra messages that we're sending. So sometimes mess up the conversation that they started because now is all we at the bottom because every minute you got a bunch of more messages coming in. But you have to start looking into automation in every area of your business because human error is there. Look at McDonald's. Like they're literally when Texas, the fully the McDonald's have no no employees. Walmart right. is going that way. If you don't find a way to get good at something, your job is in jeopardy. Like you said that, the other night on live, you like, man, like copywriters. 
everybody's about to become one because you could just use that chat. What is it? GPT chat or chat GPT. Yeah. Write up something. And I literally said this. Here's, here's a play for somebody. Because everybody don't know that exists. Like people who are not online, they don't know it exists. Yo, in most entrepreneurs right here, they're not sending emails to their customers. Most of them. 90% I can tell you they're not emailing their customer monthly, weekly, daily, none of that. So, yo, I want to go ahead and send you 15 emails per month to your audience, right? I'm going to manage it. I want to set it up. It's going to be $1,000 a month. You go get 10 customers to do this. You had a $10,000 business. You're sending 15 emails a month. You got a whole automation system writing them all for you. There's so many ways to make money. It's just you got to go acquire the customer. Like that's a 10, that's a six figure a year business right there. Very simply because you're offering a service that these individuals don't have. You're going to make more money sending emails to your customers than not sending them. I can assure you that. Mm-hmm. So it's so many plays that you're able to use. You just got to, you got to start thinking outside of the box and you actually just got to do it. Like the biggest problem I see with people is they're in their head. And I know I'm pretty sure y'all see that with content creators like, they're so focused on, I wonder if this is going to work. The posts that I think are going to hit, them things do nothing every nothing time. at I'm all. I'm telling you, I've been thinking the <laughs> post. Time. I'm like, they, they me, like we do, we've been doing the slides because Nikki said, yo, you got to create more engagement. Like, you can't just be comment. Yes. Yeah, so we're we're doing slides. Like, we're trying to give real value. And I, they send them to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, this won't hit. That thing do nothing. And then the one, we did one about a morning routine. Like, yo, the John went crazy and I thought it would be garbage. So she sent it to me. I'm like, uh, go ahead. But <laughs> it went nuts. So y'all got to get out your head. The things you think they're going to work sometimes don't work. Like some of you waiting for a professional videographer, hiring all of this, pick up your phone. My best videos is when I pick up my phone and start recording just like this, throwing it out there and they go crazy. All that professional stuff sometimes don't, people don't want as much polished stuff. They want authentic stuff sometimes. And correct me if I'm wrong, I'm noticing that for my stuff anyway. No, it's it's true. Actually, I went over um uh a creator and if y'all don't y'all don't follow him is Keith underscore Lee 125, right? All he's a foodie. And my man like he'll just do his phone and zoom in and zoom out, eat the food, zoom in, zoom out. That's it. And he get he has 6.5 million followers on TikTok. None of his videos go under 1 million views. All right. because from his phone showing the reaction. So yeah, I'm people overthinking content. I promise you that. I promise you. Neil, let's talk n- numbers real quick cuz um you know, one of the interviews they they were talking about like breaking these crazy beliefs or just say yeah. limiting beliefs, right? Yeah. So give the people some perspective around how much money you spend on marketing and yeah. then uh, the most money you've made in a day. Yeah. So um, how much money I spend on marketing? So would that include... Well, let's like, say ads. That's probably a better way to... That's probably okay. better to get more specific with the question. Yeah. So it really depends. Like I, I actually don't spend as much as you would think. I spend the average about, I wish I could really pull it up, but I can't. I would say about, I cruise between about, and this is about 75000 a month on advertising. Um, could be a little bit more. That's between shout out pages. That's between Facebook ads. It's between YouTube ads. 
But going into the season that we're going into, we're probably going to get up to about 200 to a quarter million a month just on visibility. Because I'll give you an example. We're running webinars again. And I personally don't want to be beating up my Instagram how I'm doing it. Just like super comment this. Just like I'm going crazy hard right now. The reason why I'm going so hard right now is because my ads aren't dialed in where they need to be yet. It was like ad accounts get shut down. This happened, this happened, this happened. So because of that reason, you got to go. I go back to my ninja ways. It's like I go ninja. So my last workshop, let's say I got 5,000 registrants, right? 500 of them were from ads. That workshop ended up resulting in making $135,000. This is just a workshop, right? And it cost me $12,000 with the advertising. Everything else was my ninja hacks that got the people there from the keywords to my email list to sending out texts, right? So um, that's what we were able to do uh, just recently. Uh, I don't, I know you said this air soon, but we were able to do that. But that's what minimum marketing. So now when I start spending a quarter million dollars to $300,000 a month, I'm not really worrying about that cost because it comes back. But my biggest thing is acquiring a customer and keeping them happy so they can rock out with me in a year or two years and three years, right? Um, another thing, I want to say this before we talk about the next number, y'all. Listen to me, y'all. I start my my most money I made, I start making $10,000 a month, $11,000 a month, $12,000 a month, right? I'm telling you, I felt rich. I'm telling you, like I, I was at a space in my life where oh, everything was amazing. And I stopped doing all the things that got me there at that time. I'm talking about 10, 11, and then it went 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. And I'm like, I basically had to start over again. I don't know how many years ago. That might have been like five, six years ago. And from that time on, I said, yo, this will never happen to me again. Like, God, I'm happy it happened to me at that level. Do not take my foot off the gas. So a lot of you are going to hit your 10000 a month, and you're going to feel how I felt. And you're not, you're, you're not going to give it your all because... Sometimes some people call this a quarter million dollar curse. Once you get there, you just take your foot off the gas. You're like, man, I got really everything that I need. Act like you're not making no money, y'all. I do something called no scoreboard watching where I'm just putting up shots every single day. I'm not focused on anything like that. I'm just I'm 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 putting up shots, y'all. So that's the focus. Now, and I I honestly don't know what the most I made in a day. That's a good question. I would say a little over a million dollars in one day. Um I don't know the most, though. Um, it's around those numbers. I, I was able to do it a couple times, thank God. But I would say something like something like that. Leveraging digital yeah. marketing and being able to speak and communicate, man. I learned. And I'm talking about this from being a horrible speaker. It's just focusing on it and getting good at something can allow you to produce the things you want. For all, for all the naysayers. You know what I'm saying? Just one time for the naysayers. Yeah. Just so, uh, one time, you know, so they can see, they can see how hard. it works. I, I honestly don't even like, I don't talk about anything. Like I don't really talk about finances or anything like that because I realize that most people, like they can't even believe, like it's, when you say you're making 10000 a month, sometimes a person will frown at you because we've been in an area of, we've been around people who are non-believers all our life. So when you say you're doing that type of number, like I realize the posts that do better for me isn't, when I talk about someone like a Carter who I helped make millions of dollars leveraging online, I'd rather go ahead and talk about somebody who I helped make their first 3000 in a month, their first 10000 a month, because it's more relatable. The million seems unfar, unreachable. 
a million in a year is crazy. A million in a day is like, yeah, right. You lying. It's cap. It's all type yeah. of cap on it. So I yeah. don't even really go into that. I just talk about more things that are believable so our people can start elevating. But the more you learn, at some point you get to remove the L. People are generating crazy amount of money online. Look at the content creator. I don't know his name, but some dude on TikTok, African brother. Like, I think he's going crazy on TikTok. I don't know his uh, name, but. Uh, the silent dude? Yeah, the silent dude. What's I his think name, Moose? I that, messed it up last time. I ain't time. even going to try. I ain't even going to try. <laughs> but I know exactly who we're talking about. Yeah, but I think they said he get, they get he get anywhere from 150000 maybe a quarter million. Now, maybe understating that for a post on TikTok. That's crazy. Yeah. He's just putting out content, right? But that would sound unfar, unbelievable mm -hmm. until you see it. So I just tell people, man, man, my guy Aston said it last night, exposure equals expansion. I'm like, wow, I really see that now. That's just powerful. You got to start exposing yourself to people who get it and doing it and, and believe. I didn't know you could make $50,000 from a speaking engagement until I saw ET do it. Right. I said, oh, okay. This is what this was happening over here. It's possible. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, let's talk about the power collaboration, right? Yep. Um, everything from circles of CEOs to you literally having like a monthly spot on Shans's uh, podcast and jumping on other people's lives, like how crucial is collaboration to you? And in and going into the new year, what is the strategy? Like, are you saying, for example, all right, I'm gonna keep this permanent spot on the podcast. Um, I'm going to be. We're gonna do another event with Circle C. We're gonna go do these things. Like, what is the strategy? Because I think those people who master collab collaboration, right? And have a strategy behind it is, is a lot more powerful than necessarily even the marketing dollars that you put into your brand. But that's just my opinion. But what yeah. about you? No, the collaboration is important. That's why I'm on Chance for the monthly spy. And we got great chemistry, Chance, Donnie, and myself. It just don't feel like work to me. Like I just was talking to them about a spinoff podcast where we got our own by own, uh, just a whole new podcast that we'll put on the network. Right. I'm like, man, let's do a spinoff. Right. So that was that. Um, but I think collaboration is key. Like it's something called other people, audiences and other people stages. Like you only could get, but so far by yourself, you need to be getting in front of as many people brands as possible, whether it's giving value, collaborating and doing deals together because you can go further, faster together. So that's just something I've been on in 2023. Again, my goal is to be on 50 different podcasts, right? So I'm going to be, I want to do monthly spots on about five podcasts where you got to really think about that concept. So if I do four monthly spots, that's four pot. Let's do some numbers. So if we do four monthly spots, that's four podcasts I'm on per month. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not monthly, let's just say I do four podcasts a month. That's what, 48 for the year? So it's four a month. Then I got four of my own a month. So we talking about eight podcasts a month, right? Now we talking about 10 clips per podcast. We talking about 80 clips per month. We ain't even talking about the shorts and all of that. We just talking about Instagram. Yep. 80 clips times 10 is 800. 80, 60. It's so like just call it, a, 60, call it yeah. a thousand, a thousand yeah. posts in a year on my social media. Had potentially a portion of those on their social media but I'm just getting myself out there more. 
Like more people are knowing I'm existing. And it's also not salesy. It's me giving real value where people could be like, oh man, I really need to tap in with this person. And he's everywhere. Right. So, and then just making offers when I can on these platforms or just getting people from their audience into my world and just serving them at a high level. So I just think that's one of my strategies for this year. Definitely podcasting. Uh, we're adding a publicist to the team. We're doing brand deals. My goal is to make a million dollars off of brand deals this year. Mm. So that's my next strategy. We're hiring somebody specifically to just go get his brand deals, right? So, so how y'all promoted Ecam, right? That's a brand deal, right? But I yeah. need y'all. I need, I need the promotion piece, and I need the check from y'all. I, I'm mm-hmm. trying to go after all of these people while I'm promote. Like I got this Sony camera in front of me. Four of them right now in the office, the FX30A7S3, they ain't giving me anything. So I want to go out and create some content, go to them, what's up? So I'm tr- everything that I'm using, I'm now getting somebody to go reach out to all of these companies to go figure out how we can extract a minimum of a million dollars extra for that. So that's one of our plays this year, more podcast visibility, uh, more collaborations. The CEOs, I think we are going to do another event and more giving back. Um, I want to just start giving back to the community and to people more. So that's kind of some of what we got for the top of the year. More investing. I want to invest in other people's businesses and get behind other brands and be that machine for their brand. Like be Mm. that marketing machine, putting them on podcasts, right? Where I might be like, Nikki Moose, I got somebody. Would you mind if they come drop some game? Like like I'm starting my own group where... I'm bringing on the five, 10 people under the wing and I'm basically going to consult them, right? They'll be our my, my business partners and we'll help push them to another level. They got to have something going on. So don't, if y'all listen, don't come to me if you ain't, not an idea. You already know. You already know. They were like, hold on. Yeah, you got to be cooking already and we could just put you on the, put you on the skillet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no ideas. No ideas. Neil, man, yeah. let me ask you, if, if you start today with what you now know, yep. what you doing? Man, that's a good question. So first, I want to say this. If I, if I was starting with zero, because a lot of people want to figure out how can I make money with zero, what I was, if I was doing nothing, I would learn sales. I would find somebody like a Nikki and Moose that's selling a product, right? And I'm going to just go sell that on your behalf. I don't have to have a brand. I don't have to have no marketing. I don't have to have anything, right? So let's say, Nikki, I'm going to use, she got this package every month that I'm going to sign up for, right? I would go be selling that. I personally, myself right now, can go sell that package to 10 to 20 people right now. I'll I'll go out there and sell that. And Nikki, I'm going to go to Nikki and say, Nikki, can I get 10 to 20% for doing that? Mm -hmm. And Nikki may say yes, she may say no, but I'm selling a package for you on your behalf so you don't have to do it. And I'm going to go get 10 to 20% of that. Let's call that package... $10,000 $10,000 for a year. I'm making this up. Every one of them I sell, I make $1,000. My goal is to go sell 10 of them a month. I don't need to have a brand. I don't got to do no marketing. I'm just leveraging what they already already built up. So I'll be telling a lot of people is, yo, you really could find influencers just like that and sell their stuff on their behalf and you make your portion for that. Mostly no influencer is going to tell you no to this because you're offering it to them for free and you only make money when they make money. I mean, basically, you're making your money off of helping them make money. It's not, oh, you got to pay me this too. No, go go add value. Now, if I was starting over right now, 
I mean, I would probably learn all things marketing. Like I would just try to learn marketing, like just figure out how to run Facebook ads, how to do, I'm not really techie. So it wouldn't work for me per se, because I don't, I can't set up Facebook ads, YouTube ads. I'm the guy who tell a person to do it and have them do it. But I would probably do some sort of agency, but I really probably would spend a year just learning as much as I can around digital marketing, uh, around sales, around AI, and figure out where can I really stick myself in and just start generating income. So it's, I guess it really depends on what I have, the resources I have and all of that to really answer it. But if I was starting from zero, that's what I would do. But if I had some money, I would spend as much money as I can on coaching programs, mentorship and going to events. Because what happens is you're able to create partnerships. I have no clue how y'all met, but I'm going to say it may be an event. Maybe it might be. I don't. How did y'all meet? It had to do with E. I don't even know what it, it, event but, it had to do with E. Yeah, but I'm but yeah, I'm saying sure. I say all that to say is like that was an event or a person or something like right. this. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine if you focus on going to one of these events a month and make three to five meaningful relationships and you do it for an entire year. In addition, yeah, you yeah. giving so much value to your audience. In a year, you are up. New partnerships, mm-hmm. new opportunities, new mentors. Like it's crazy. So I would just try to become super valuable to people and I would just be showing up till they like, who is this individual? Just most people yeah. don't got that grind in them to do that for long enough. So it won't yeah, work real. for most people. That's real. And the crazy thing is Nick and I grew up in the same neighborhood <laughs> and we didn't even connect until crazy. we went to, you know, we met at that event. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I might just, I might, I might have to pop up at one of your events, Neil. That's, that's it. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the move. Pull up, bro. Pull up. You're welcome. <laughs> so, so this is going to be one one of my last uh, questions, and it always goes around the work life balance. Like yeah. you are always out there. We we turn on Instagram now, YouTube, because you about to start killing YouTube, and you're there. But you have which shout out to your wife. I love your wife. You have wife. You have kids. I think like a super brand new kid too. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, mom. You just the family man like yeah how do you how do you do it like and how how do you not only cater to your family cater to your audience but then also cater to yourself well i got to really get better with the family piece meaning i got to spend even more time with them i got to be a little bit more intentional with it but from the very beginning my wife like i was in a struggle like when I say in the struggle, I'm not poor. I I got to live with my grandma until I was 20 something. So I ain't like I ain't gonna eat. But when I say like, y'all, when I made up my mind to make entrepreneurship work 15 years ago, it had to work or it had to work. It was this or death for me. So I had to juggle multiple businesses and multiple things to make it work. So when my wife met me, I was already in my juggle mode of yo, this gonna work. This was before a family. This was before anything. I gotta go get it. So sometimes even now when I'm grinding, like my mom, my wife understand, you know, if I don't do this, y'all got to go back to work. <laughs> you know, y'all want me to do this or you want to go back to work? Right. My wife can't imagine going back to work right now. Like she is not even, we got three kids under three. Like she can't even, the thought is unimaginable to her. So, yo, you got, I got to go do what I got to do. I got to go get on this plane. I got to go grind. I got to go to this event, even though I don't feel like I got to go put this work in that I don't want to put in because I'm thinking about 
going, I don't want to go back to where we were. I'm not trying to go back to doing the things that we were doing, right? So I just think it's important that you really put that grind in, but you do need to come up with some sort of balance. But I also feel like your counterpart is important. Before you date somebody, you got to let them know the vision. Like, are you willing to do this? Because if my wife told me, you can't work today, you can't go here, you can't go, that won't work for who I am because I have to go do this. So like it has to work or it has to work. I got to grind. I got to go put the work in. So I'm not the greatest person to ask for the balance thing. But you ask something about how do I cater to me? Like I like going and get massages. So I do that. That's like my my guilty pleasure. I do that like once, one to three times a week. But everything I do, Nikki Moose, is I love it. It don't really feel like working to me. Like I don't, like when I'm done here, I got to go do an event with Shans and Trapper. It's not work to me. It's just like, it's my life. It's, it's what I asked for. So right. I can't dare at, go back to God like, yo, I asked for this. I'm working too hard. No, I asked for this. So for me, just grind. But yes, I, I, I can't answer the question great on a balance thing. I haven't really figured out. Work is work to me. I feel like my life is just a blend. It's just, it's a series of family grinding. So I go out with my wife. I spend time with my kids. Like my kids are home. They don't now they're not at school. So I get to see them when I when I want. So I just feel like I got a good mix of doing all of them, but I can get better on the family piece 100 percent I respect that. I respect Man, yeah, that. that's 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 awesome for sure. I got a two-part question, but the first part is how are you still learning now? You know what I'm saying? Like having read so many books and programs and this and yeah. this and that. Yeah. How do you still learn now? Yeah. So, man, I'm 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 in so many coaching programs. Four hundred thousand last year. I'm in. I was in four or five pro. I'm gonna be honest. I somewhat burnt myself out the last year. I went to every event. Every. Uh, I'm outside, but I really love the the more you learn, the more you earn. And most people are one connection or one resource away from changing their the, their entire business. So I'm going to these events not to learn everything there is to learn at these events. I'm going to go make a connection. I'm going to go hear one thing. And I became addicted to going to the events because when you tell me something that works, if it works and I do it, I go back to another event because I'm going to hear something else that works and hear something else that works. So I'm constantly learning. I'm always trying. So now I'm focusing on mergers and acquisitions. So in 2023, that's what I'm putting my learning on. I'm, I'm looking to buy companies and learn how to do all of that, right? So that's where I'm putting my energy on. So every year I got one to three focuses. So I can go previously, my focuses was how do I become a better speaker and a better communicator? Previously, how do I become a better marketer? I really call it skill stacking. Like once you get good at one thing, you go to the next thing, you go to the next thing. So we should never stop learning. And then you you should make it a point to get around high achievers. It's hard to get content when you're around high achievers. So everybody I'm around is going hard. And it, and again, you got to choose what works for you. We all are different people. So you may be, when I say you in general, our listeners, you may be a space where I've seen a lot of young ladies putting up on their Instagram, this is the season of the soft life. And that might mean I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to relax. I ain't trying to grind. I get that. We all in different seasons. I'm in the season of I got to go get it. I don't know when that season going to end for me. There's been about five, six years. But one of the things I do to also keep me motivated, I go look at people who was once up that's no longer up. Mm. Figure out what did they do wrong. One of it was the environment. There's a few things that contribute to a lot of people who are once up, specifically a lot of uh, entertainers and stuff, but it's normally their environment. 
is normally they had to carry the load for their entire friends and their entire family. It's normally they stopped learning. So it contributes to all those things. So I'm like, I'm not going to let my environment stop because I need to be around people who are constantly motivating me and making me want more, right? Um, I'm not going to, like, everybody around me is making money and doing their thing. So it's not a thing where I got to, pro- I provide for my family, but that's not a heavy lift for me. That's my job. I'm not looking at that as, I shouldn't be rewarded for what I, what I supposed to be doing, right? Yeah. Um, so those are just a few things. It's just like, I'm constantly going to these events. I'm constantly investing in masterminds, but but I'm doing it around things that I'm looking to learn. And then I'm staying around people who are just better than me because it means I yeah. can't get content and I can't be feeling myself like I got something going on. Yeah, that's that that for sure keeps you humble. High, high performers keep you humble. That's for sure. That's man, a fact. Yeah, my my last thing. First off, man, thanks for coming on, bro. Honestly, oh, like we started this podcast. Me. Yeah, no, for real. We started this podcast in the middle of the pandemic when we just no, nobody knew what to do. Yeah. But with the exception of the people in Atlanta, because everybody in Atlanta didn't have a COVID. Right. It was no pandemic here. I mean, uh, yeah, we were sold a crazy lie. I felt like I got so two years of my life, but but no, we started this thing in the middle of the pandemic, man. And you know, just our way of actively showing light to people and giving them their flowers, obviously, while they're still here. And I know that's becoming more of a popular thing, but for sure, we definitely appreciate you, man, and the contributions that you've been making and just openly giving, right? Like not holding back. Oh, I don't want to tell you how much I spent or how much I made. And not that I care, but it's just a matter of like, yo, you guys got to see what is the fruit of and what is also the investment that goes into everything that's been talked about. But lastly, I also remember, you know, you probably one of the first people that talked about mentorship before mentorship was cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I've think, been I think <laughs> I seen you on uh, Steve Harvey's show, I think way back, right? Like, yep. again, just dating back to it. What are, what are the top three pieces of advice maybe you've learned as it relates to significant people who've played an active role in your life? So one of the people who played an active role in my life is E.T. Um, so that was one of my first mentors earlier on in Sometimes mentor isn't necessarily what they tell you. It's sometimes what they do. So for a year, for a year, um, Jasmine and I, we went and met E.T. at this event in Phoenix. And this dude was just filming. And Jasmine just happened to go up to him like, yo, I got a camera. If you ever need, like, I got a camera. If you ever need some stuff, he said, yeah, we'll get started right now. And <laughs> for the next year, I'm telling you, we was just serving this dude. We was showing up to every place, every event. No, on our dime, just serving. And I learned how he treat his wife, how he treat his team, like how he treat people. And I learned just, I learned that. So that was one thing is not only learn from what people say, but learn what people do. Because a lot of people want to come work for me. Like, yeah, I want to work for you because I'm going to get mentorship. No, you come to work for me is because you want to work for me. You're going to get mentorship in the process, but you got to pull that away from what you see and what you see me doing. Not necessarily what I'm telling you do this, say this, do, no, you got to pick up what I'm putting down just from you seeing it. Second thing is, um, I've had so many mentors, but one of the things that impacted me was my guy, David. Um, this is a Caucasian man, one of my first mentors. And I went to him extremely excited one day. And he was like, I was like telling him, man, I think, I was doing well in my business. Yo, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like, I'm crushing it. Ah, yeah, I'm up. I wasn't making really no money like that either, but I'm up. I'm winning. And he said, cool. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Like, dang. 
And my mm. mom like, no, this ain't what I'm supposed to be doing. I could be gangbanging. I could be dead. I could be in jail. So that mm. resonated with me then. And it just made me not take my foot off the gas. I've literally have not taken my foot off the gas since he told me this because I don't need flowers for doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So when he told me that, it just really made me think like, you need to really go out here and push. Like you need to just, because his son was at Villanova Law. They had a, a seven-figure startup. His daughter's doing all these things. So, yo, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And I would say the last thing would be, one of the things my mentor says, it's easy to make a lot of money in a short period of time than it is to make a little bit of money over a long period of time. You got to start understanding there's a whole lot of ways to make money out here and you just got to focus on that. You got to focus on whatever whatever you focus on expands. You want more money, focus on it. You want better relationships, focus on it. You want to become a better leader, focus on it. And I think those are like three different tips that people can put together and make you go hard. But the biggest one is everything is the environment. Who are you around that make you want more? And it's the belief you have in yourself. You got to really create a bulletproof mindset and believe these things are going to work. And if not, they ain't going to work. Whatever you, like you said, whatever you focus on expands. Facts. All right. We always ask our guests three books that has helped you with your brand and your business. Three books that helped me with my brand and my business. See, y'all throwing a lot of stuff at me. Uh, so I need to prepare for these. Um, <laughs> three books that helped my brand and my business. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, because that helped my mindset. It taught me about uh, beginning with the end in mind. It's one of the first books I read. Think and Grow Rich. Again, I, I feel like the mindset, you got to build that before you build a skill set or a brand. You got to know what's going to work. So Think and Grow Rich. Um and if I will say a branding book, so I never read a book on branding per se. Um, you don't have to be branded. Whatever business, we're good. You said branding or business. You good? Okay. So seven steps of highly effective people who move my. I mean, uh, uh, seven steps. I think and grow rich. I will say my favorite book of all times is a better way to live by Og Mandino. Just give me a whole lot of things to help my mindset and my businesses. So I will say those three. Love that. First and foremost, thank you, Neil, thank for you. all this value, right? This is crazy. I hope the listeners had a pen and a pad, going to replay this about nine times. We good. Uh, me and Neil have been speaking a lot, so I, I bet there's going to be some things coming up in the future because uh, our talk on content lately has been different. Both of yeah. us understand uh, the importance of AI and things like that. So there's, so I'm learning there's from you. I'm learning. I'm learning oh. the importance of AI from you. I'm on it. You ain't going to keep. I'm on it. Oh, listen, it's 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 a it. vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. But tell the people where they can find you. Uh, yep. Any programs you have, and normally we we let Moose do the last words. But any last words for our uh, viewers and listeners? Yeah. So you guys check me out on I. On YouTube, our, our Circle of Greatness with Nehemiah Davis. Uh, check me out on Instagram, at Neil DeViso. Um, my goal is just really to give you guys so much free game and content to help you grow your businesses. If you want to work with me, you want to learn how to open, find, fun and automate a profitable event space, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. And to work with me on a deeper level, 
um, right? We help you grow your digital business. Go to mastermindwithneo.com. That's N-E-O.com. And just send me a DM. Just let me know you are apart from this show. And uh, I'll send you some sort of freebie or something that we got laying around. And uh, I guess my last words for this particular podcast is that you must make in 2023. This is your year to truly grow. Like one of the affirmations I want you to adopt and say is I'm a first generation millionaire and I won't be the last. Like you must put it on your back that you're going to be the person that bring wealth into your family. You got to be the person that put it on your back that you're going to be the person to help your family grow. Like this has to be your year. Like we said last year was going to be our year. We said the year before was going to be that year. But you must treat this year as this is the year. And one other thing I want y'all to do is this a, is a, a mind, mindset shift, but start treating every single day like January 1st. Every single day. Why? January 1st, people are in the gym, working on their mindset, working on their mar- marriage, working on their relationships. If you keep that same energy for 365 days, like what's today's date? January 1st. Uh, December 25th. What's the day? January 1st. And you keep that energy, you're going to literally dominate this year, but you got to make up in your mind that it has to work or it has to work. When op- when opposition come your way, it has to work or it has to work. When death come your way, when family members, it has to work or it has to work. When failure come your way, it has to work or it has to work, right? And the same thing when all the success come, it has to work or it has to work. And when you adopt this type of mindset for yourself, Everything will change, but you got to make a decision to go all in. So that's my message, man. Go all in, focus on your goals, focus on your dreams, and be the person that the world is going to remember you for.